Welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, and welcome back to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson Ridley, and today I am joined by Dr. Michelle Gordon, also known as Dr. G, who is the founder of the Menopause Movement, also a podcast host, and is a medical doctor who, after she gained 50 pounds eating and exercise the same way she always had as she hit that that change in life that we all hit at some point, she founded the menopause movement and now works to help women through disruption and hormone imbalance and all of those things. So Dr. G, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Yeah. So I guess I'll, I did like a brief introduction, but if there's anything you want to add about you know who you are, how you got started doing what you do, a little bit of your journey. Yeah, sure. So when menopause hit me, I was, I was a high performing, I mean, this is, this is a really good place for me to be because I am a high performer as a general surgeon, high stakes profession. uh, When you make a mistake, people die, you know, kind of thing. And so menopause hit me and I was having trouble recalling the names of simple things, you know, medications or anatomy. And I thought maybe I was going, you know, losing my mind or something was wrong with me. And, and then there were other symptoms that, that hit me like crying at TV commercials. And I was like, well, where's this coming from? (laughs) And, and weird, embarrassing hot flashes when I was talking to patients and being in the patient's room. And then all of a sudden, like having a flush go up and my face turns all red and I look like I'm embarrassed, but I'm not, it's just a flush. And and 50 pounds of weight gain that felt like it came on overnight. And when, when that happened, I, I was, I really, I, I didn't understand. And I, I had no idea it was coming. And I was like, well, you know, what is this? And I happened to live with an internist. Uh, so I, I asked my wife, I'm like, what's happening to me? And she said, it's probably menopause. And I had luckily seen her go through it. And it was like nothing for her, except for she cried a bit more than normal. And I said, this is really disruptive for me. I mean, my life is not the same. And, and, and the, the thing that bothered me the most was I have access to doctors as a doctor. I have access to friends who are gynecologists, friends who are internists, friends who are endocrinologists. And overwhelmingly, the, the answer I got was, well, you just got to suffer through it. And then it goes away. So as I started doing research, well, I, and I was pissed, I was like, no way, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to feel like this. And as I started doing research, I discovered that menopause can last the rest of your life. You can have symptoms for the rest of your life as, as the ovaries shut down. And my basic thought was F this, I I don't want to live like this. I've got to figure it out. And as a high performer, you know, my performance was suffering. And that was, that was the thing that really did cause me to go out and start researching. And I, my, my first instinct was there's got to be an online course. (laughs) you know, somewhere, because I'm, I'm a big believer in education and I'll invest in myself 
to, to make things better. Right. Right. And so I go looking for an online course and I find this whole bunch, you know, whole bunch of, if anyone's searched for menopause information on the internet, you know, it is really disjointed and weird and scary. And it's like, I don't understand this. And so I, I ended up just doing the research for myself. And I spent actually three years doing the research. And as I experimented on myself, I kept records. And when I found things that worked, I, I said, okay, this is working. That's not. And I started writing it down and I kind of distilled it all into a course that's now called the Minnow System. And it basically goes over the four pillars like of, of science, like what's really happening inside of my body. And so I, I teach that, I talk about that. And then what really is the best thing to eat to support your changing body, mm -hmm. how to move to get rid of that minnow belly, because <laughs> let's face it, you know, having to buy a whole new wardrobe kind of sucks. And, you know, fitting into the pre-menopause clothes feels like such a win, right? Right. And then how to move. So that was how to move and then how to think. Because one of the things I discovered as I was going through all of this research is that you know, we live our whole lives inside of our minds, even though it feels like we're, we're you know, we're, we're reacting to the outside world or we're interacting with the outside world. At the end of the day, we live our whole lives inside of our minds. And mm -hmm. so what, what, I, what I really try to help women who come into the program discover is they become informed on how to make that a happy place and the best ways to, to, to manage their minds. And then we go into what, what, well, we, we do, we also have a bonus module on sexuality because sexuality is so important and, and a lot of women lose their sexuality, but then we start talking about how to keep up any changes that we've started because what happens is, is that, you know, you may join a course and you may make a couple of changes and then all of a sudden the time, you know, life happens and all those changes are gone because life happens and the brain is wired to go right back to what it used to do. Right. And so we, we have regular trainings inside of what we call the Minomate Monthly. <laughs> so uh, to, to help, help you really move forward in your life and make changes in any, any, any area. So it's, it's a lot about behavior change. So what we do in the menopause movement is we take women from what we call mental misery, where menopause is really managing. It feels like a full-time job to mental mate, starting to live the mental mate way where life is pretty much without any concern when it comes to menopause, because the symptoms are managed. Awesome. I'm yeah. just excited to find, you know, somebody who's in that world and helping support women there. Cause I think it's, it's kind of like for whatever reason, and I don't know if you've, you've worked in the medical field as well, but I feel like women's health, it's just kind of like this, this thing that's like, Oh, you just have to deal with that. Right. Like that's Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not normal. Well, like, it's, you know, here's the thing up until recently, all medical studies were done on men and extrapolated to women. Right. We live in a patriarchy, uh, who of men who just think that that women are an extension, you know, that that women came from their rib, and you know, newsflash, women have the same number of ribs as men. And <laughs> <Love it. laughs> right, 
so, so right. We start with that. And, and, and so what I like to say is that in addition to menopause, not being a medical condition, it is a, just a phase that we go through. It's just a phase in our life. And, and I like to say it's the privilege of a long life because when you, if you don't reach menopause at some point in your life, then you're probably not with us anymore. Right. So, right. so it is, it is a way to read, to, to kind of look at this phase is, you know, even though women will say, there's a lot of women who say, you know, menopause sucks and, and there are things about it that suck. I won't, I won't deny it. Mm-hmm. However, I, I did not want to live in a life that sucked because there's a lot of really great things about getting older. Number one, there's more money because usually by the time you're in your fifties and the average age of menopause is 51, but by the time you're in your fifties, you you've learned in, you know, pretty good way how to make money. And, and so there's, there's a little bit more money, there's a little bit more disposable income. And so there's a little bit more of a ability to travel maybe, or do some things you love. And there's freedom because most of the time women in menopause uh, don't have children anymore in the house as a general rule, you know, that, that the children are grown, they, they can take care of themselves. It gives you the freedom to not have to, you know, cart them back and forth wherever they have to go. And so, you know, we, we have to get used to like being in that empty nest syndrome and mm-hmm. that ep- empty nest situation. And w- one thing, you know, we, we get is all this freedom in time, especially if we've spent a lot of time, you know, raising our children. And so what are we going to do with that time? And how are we going to, you know, focus the next, this next phase of our lives? And so on the menopause movement podcast, I actually have a series where I talked to business, you know, business development people to say, this is how, you know, this is how you want to build a business just because a lot of women in this stage do vote, you know, change their lives and start a new business. Yeah. And I found that too, you know, demographics on this show, even though I'm only 36, but yeah. I work with women who are more in that transition phase. And, and one of the things I have really like inspired me, I'm almost excited to hit the menopause age is, you know, I, I've had some other conversations with women where it's like this time of like, we really step into our wisdom and, you know, like start this and, and I'll have you, like, obviously you've been through it. So you can probably expand on this more, but I just love the idea of like, there's a new level of creativity and being able to turn back inward. I talk a lot about what I call selfless syndrome on this show. So, you know, we're always taking care of everyone and everything else. And it's almost like pregnancy and then menopause. Right? Yeah. And we can come back into ourselves and really like be with us and, and, Put us first. Right. So, so, but living with the patriarchy, I think that, that women are trained from a very, very young age. So as girls are trained that we have to ask for permission, we have to really defer to the men in our lives because the men hold the purse strings or the men have the control. And that may be changing with your generation, but not so much because again, you know, the, all the research, you know, was done on men. And, and I'll tell you, if men had these symptoms, there would be a pill for it, probably, even though this is not a medical condition, right? Uh, you know, it, it's, there, there would be something because it is really disruptive to, to a lot of women's lives. And there, there are reasons for that. There's reasons why it's more disruptive now than it used to be. And a lot of it has to do with manufactured food. Yeah. And, and so we can talk about that in a minute, but when, when it comes into growing into wisdom, when we start to see that we have more time, we can sit and listen and kind of really find out what, what fuels our soul. 
And for me, I ran a busy surgical practice. I was one of the busiest surgeons in the hospital. I grew my practice to five surgeons. And I had more financial success than I'd ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, well, is this all there is? Mm-hmm. What, what else is there? And so I kind of went through an existential crisis. And I think a lot of women do go through an existential crisis in menopause because we're starting to look for a new purpose. Yeah. And what happened for me was I had to sit and realize that, well, I'm done. I'm done with being a surgeon and I'm done with treating patients. And my calling is to reach as many women as I can with this message that menopause does not have to be the end. It's the beginning of a new, a new phase of your life. And it's such a great opportunity for us to take the bull by the horns and really create something brand new. And that's what I did. And so like I closed my practice I gave up my malpractice. I retired. I completely retired from surgery so that I could do this full time. That's awesome. Yeah. And even though I'm, you know, a different generation, I actually went through something similar with my chiropractic practice, which I, you know, I, I built a nearly seven figure wellness practice, had 12 staff and huge monstrosity, 6,000 square foot building. And I, I walked upstairs one day and I was like, this is not my dream. And you created a job for yourself. Yeah. 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 And sometimes, you know, I think it's really important when we're looking to, to start over, looking to build a business, especially that we decide what it is we want to know, to have in our lives, what it is we want. And when you decide what it is you want, then it's really, really easy to pick your non-negotiables. So when you're starting over, it's like, I only want to work a couple hours a day, you know, I, I, I don't want to have to do certain things. Uh, these are the things I really want to do. And for me, this has been really great because I've built this business and it's you know, really starting to take off now. And we know that it's going to grow and we're going to reach millions of women. And we're super excited about that. And yeah, I've got, I've got a whole team that, that really believes in the vision and that's super important. Yeah. And so I've, I've been able to, the, the experience of closing the practice and dealing with you know, a general surgery practice for all that time has really helped me to build a robust group of, you know, a robust team that, that really feels, you know, is behind the vision. And that's, that's yeah. been amazing. So experience means something. And that's one thing about menopause is that, that you've got, you know, when you come into your wisdom, it's because you've got your whole life's experience behind you and you can, you can really, you know, kind of rest on that and, and that you're, yeah. you're, your experience is going to give you a path forward. I love that. And it's also, you know, I I think so many of us are like, if we haven't lived the life we want to live or, you know, things haven't gone the way we want it, we can stay stuck in like, I'm stuck and I'm not moving forward, but really our experience sets us up for whatever the future holds. Yeah. In a big way. Sure. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Well, you mentioned food and nutrition, so we can, we can change gears totally and talk yeah, about sure. that because, you know, that is a big thing, um, whether it's menopause or something else just related. To well, health. yeah, it doesn't, I mean, if you want to be a high performer, you have to put good food in your body, right? Right. And so I don't know how much you talk about, you know, performance and nutrition. And the, the problem is, is that when it comes to food, 
and diet and nutrition. There's a lot of you know belief out there. Yeah. What and and when 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 it comes down to it, you know, a belief is just an opinion. <laughs> it's not law, right? Right. And and so for, in me doing the research, I discovered that that the reason why we as a country started put, pulling fat out of our diet was because of this one guy, this one guy by the name of Ansel Keys, who was really, he was very, very charismatic and convicted. And he believed in something called the diet heart hypothesis. And he purported it. And not only was the guy not even qualified, I mean, he was an eel researcher, right? Okay. He, he went and, and did this, this, seven, this really flawed study called the seven country study. And what happened is that he believed so strongly that he was able, he was one of those people that was able to get people to believe with him. And so he, he got the American Heart Association on board and said, fat is bad. Now, all along, America was eating bacon and eggs and butter and all these things. And all of a sudden now, better than butter comes out, right? And Crisco comes out and all of these manufactured things come out and they say, hey, you know, it's really, it's better for you. And then when you start to look at what happens when you cook with a seed oil and how it breaks down and then what it does to your body, I mean, it, it affects your epigenetics. I mean, it's just, it, they're horrible, right? And it also looks like all of the seed oils that, that, are really prevalent might actually be the cause of our obesity epidemic. Mm -hmm. And so when you, there's, there's Kate Shanahan is where I learned a lot of this. Dr. Kate Shanahan, she's really awesome. She wrote a book called yeah. deep nutrition. Most recent book is the fat burn fix, but yeah. there's three C's and three S's when it comes to seed oils. And these are things that you just want to remove from your diet right now, if you can. Um, and if you don't, I don't know why you wouldn't, because you want to be a high performer. And if you're having, if you're somebody who's like, wants to be a high performer, but you have a lot of say joint pain or something's keeping you from trying to exercise, the first thing to do is to remove these seed oils from your life. And when you do that, you're going to feel amazing. Give it a, give it a several weeks because your body's got to process it through. So bad oils, three C's, three S's, corn, canola, cottonseed. Soy, safflower, sunflower. Those are the ones that you just want to get rid of. And they're made, they're made as byproducts of other industries and they go through a process that is part plastic. And so if you want to eat plastic, be my guest, right? So, so we start with that. And, and I noticed that when I, when I was able to remove these things from my diet, I had more energy my mood improved, my sleep improved, a lot of things improved. Now remember your hormones start with your fats, right? Just, just right. the science of it. So the building blocks of your hormones and fat, and you st you're still making hormones. You're, you're never going to stop making hormones. You're just not going to make as much of them, right? right? So you want to give your body good things to make your hormones with. And mm -hmm. so those are avocado oil, cotton, uh, not cotton seed, but, but start over, let's cut that out. <laughs> Okay. Avocado oil, olive oil, avocado. Uh, 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 what am I thinking? Co coconut or not coconut? Yes, coconut. coconut. That's the one. Okay. Sorry. No, it's all good. Menopause. A little bit of a brain <laughs> fart there. 
uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, co coconut definitely is really, really good for you. Palm oil's okay, peanut oil's okay if you wanna fry something here and there. They don't break down in the same way. And so these are things to start with. And then the other thing is if you have a lot of inflammation is to cut out sugar. Right. Now what this guy Ansel Keys did, so there was a guy who wrote a paper called, uh, I think small, white and deadly or something like that about sugar and how sugar, yeah. how sugar really is the key when it comes to the, the issue of atherosclerosis. So that's the, the cause of, of problems in your heart mm -hmm. and in your arteries. And Ansel Keys just quashed it and killed this guy's career. He said, no, yeah, this isn't, this isn't true. And, and it's really sad because, you know, you look at the studies now that, that show that sugar is really the, the, the culprit because sugar makes everything sticky. Right. And trust me, I mean, sugar's delicious and it's lovely and it makes your brain feel good for a minute and, and all those things. I mean, we're wired to want it, but when we were, when we were evolving, you know, we only had it for certain times in the year, you know, we'd find a honeycomb or fruit. And then other, other times we don't have it. Yeah. So the, the, the biggest issue, I think, in addition to seed oils with, with diabetes is the fact that our pancreas is never rest anymore yeah. because all we're doing is feeding, you know, sugar and carbs into it. And it's just, you know, pushing out the insulin and then we push out the insulin and the sugar stays up and the sugar goes up and the insulin goes up. And then we have something called insulin resistance. Right. And once you have insulin resistance, you know, you can, you can repair that through diet, but the only way to do it is to cut out, you know, those simple carbs and sugars. Absolutely. And when you do that though, you're going to feel really, really good. It's just not easy. No, it's not. And, you know, I, I do a lot of work uh, with the women I work with eliminating a lot of this stuff and like, it's, a yeah. and you know, a lot of them find there's certain things that are like really challenging to get off of, but you just have to it helps to have other people reiterate what I say. It does. It does. And that's why, that's why in, in our program, we, we have a full on series on behavior change because behavior change from the, from the research, it takes 90 to 365 days. It's not a three, it's not three weeks to break a habit or to create a new habit. It's 90 to 365 days. And the reason for that is that we are hardwired to stay the same. Yes. It's just, it's just the way our brains are wired because we want what's safe and, yep. and the same old thing is safe and creating a new pathway takes new chemicals and takes up new resources and we want to stay alive and, and the brain is wired to keep us alive. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that, what is like one really simple recommendation you have for people who are is I've been recently I've been talking more about behavior change and you know a lot of it it doesn't come down to what we do and I, you and I were talking about Joe Spencer yeah. so um you know but it's like we have to shift something about who we are and who we're exactly being. Yeah. yeah so so one of the things I the, the example I love to use and I use it all the time is that if you're a woman who wants to lose 100 pounds right mm-hmm In order to make that happen, you have to really go forward and think about what does that person who's already lost hundred pounds do? How does she think? What's her behaviors? What does she, how does, what does she do for exercise? What does she eat? And when you know what those things are, you can look forward and you can start being that now. Mm 
And when you, when you're able to make the choice to be that now, so does a, somebody who is a hundred pounds lighter eat a second piece of cake or even a first piece of cake? Does somebody who's a hundred pounds lighter choose to eat that bag of chips? Does somebody who's a hundred pounds lighter have a breakfast that's consistent, uh, you know, consists of primarily protein, things like that, little things like that. And, and as you start to understand the changes that you have to make, you can start to change who you're being. And when you change who you're being, it's like, you have to catch up with your future self. And as right. you can, as you catch up with your future self, you reach that goal, but you've already created another goal to keep you moving forward. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think I've been reiterating this in like almost every interview I've done recently, but it's, it's so important. And we get so caught yeah. up on all the things we have to do. It's like, well, I have to do this and do this, and do, but no, like just stop for a minute. Chances are you, you know, some stuff already. It's more about right. who you need to be in the moment. So yeah, just, just, just be, be that person who thinks mindful eating. I mean, we're so programmed, especially in America to eat whenever we want, eat in the car, eat, you know, and if you've ever been to France, if you've ever watched the way that the French people eat, eating is an experience. It's, it's a time to just sit and be, you know, in America, you go to a restaurant and they rush you out. Right. And in France, you're going to go to a restaurant, you go to a dinner, you're going to be there for five hours because that's, that's how it's done. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a matter of like pleasure and, and it's sensory and it's, and it's, it's emotional and there's all these things. But the other thing is, is when it comes to food is I, I really like to tell people to look deep into the way food was used as a reward for you as a child. Mm -hmm. And, and this may be, this, this is a, this is a little bit more advanced because not a lot of people want to look at that, but if you were the type of child who always shut up when mom gave you a lollipop or got rewarded with ice cream, then as you grow up and start to, you know, live your life as an adult, you may still have those behaviors wired in. But remember, there is everything we believe is just is just that. It's just a belief. And it doesn't and and our behavior is really driven by by belief. And I'll give you an example that, that really affected my whole life. So I'm a doctor, as you know, I'm a surgeon. When I was five years old, my mother made a statement and my mother said, she had two brothers who were doctors, a brother and a brother-in-law. And she said, those guys are doctors. They're so rich. And I heard my mom say that. And my five-year-old brain said, I want my mom to like me like that. I want her to revere me like that. I want to be rich, so I have to be a doctor. And my five-year-old brain said, the only way I can make money is as a doctor. And so as I grew up, I tried to do other things. I studied music. I was a coloratura soprano. I, I tried to do sales, just as a, you know, like outside sales kind of thing. Yeah. And at the end of the day, at 31, I entered medical school because that subconscious programming was running in the background. It said, you have to be a doctor to make money. And so I was able to break that and leave medicine behind. But, you know, it's really interesting if I had recognized that long before my life would have been very, very different. 
So the challenge then is to look at all of the assumptions that you made because it's always been that way. Yeah. And always, it's always been that way. It's not, it's not the way a high performer thinks. No. And that's, you know, to really step into like, just speaking in the vein of high performing women, yeah. you know, there's, there's an element to where we always have to be pushing and growing and, you know, challenging ourselves to let go of some of that stuff and move into the what's next because yeah you stay stuck so right and and we we i mean we we create you know we create this these these thoughts these 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 programmings that 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 we can get into so you're you're reading breaking the habit of being yourself which is you know by joe dispenza which basically is saying all these things that you believe are true are just thoughts that you think over and over again. And when you are able to change the thoughts that you're thinking over and over again, you don't have to pick up that phone every morning and look at Facebook. Right. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't have to do that. You yeah. can, you can, you can take that time when you're really, when you're really kind of in between, in between the, the, you know, the sleeping and the awakening and, and see, see about like what source wants to give you for that day or be grateful. You know, I never get out of bed with say without, without finding some gratitude for the day for waking up. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now I went on a journey transforming that for myself. Like I, when I first wake up, I'm either meditating or, you know, I, I read something empowering often the Bible or, you know, just something, but yeah, setting your tone for the day. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. So any final thoughts that you have for, you know, women listening to this, they're in this transitionary part of life and like, oh my gosh, what's happening to me? Um, yeah. You know, the thing is, is that you don't, you don't have to stay there. The, yeah. the suffering is optional in menopause and in life. And there's, there's a lot of ways that we can help you through it. You don't have to go it alone. And it feels like such an isolating thing, kind of like, you know, when you first got your period and then you didn't want to talk about it and everybody made you feel shameful. And, and so menopause feels often that it feels like the same thing. It's like, what, what is happening to me? And I can't talk about it. And so we're here to break that silence. And, and that's why, that's why we have the community. Awesome. I love that. And so, you know, I found, especially as I've established a community as well, you know, it's important to know we're not alone. Yeah, it is. Like when you just sure. said that about periods, I'm like, really? I'm not, I wasn't alone in that because I, I was super young. I was nine when I got mine and yeah. I didn't know what it was. But like we create these stories about stuff and just don't do it. Just talk, find your safety, right. care about it. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Just, just it's, you know, there, there is, there is a community of women out here who, who really are willing to talk about all the things. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you don't have to, complaining doesn't ever get anyone anywhere. Right. Yeah. And high performers don't really complain. They're taking they're action takers. And so that's, that's the community that we've built. It isn't, it isn't a, a community where we can talk about the misery of menopause, because if you want to be in mental misery, you can stay there forever, mm -hmm. but we have the ability to take you out of mental misery and show you the mental mate way of living. And that will change your life. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. So where can women go to find more out about Dr. So you can go to menopausemovement.com 
And I also have, uh, if you want to join our free course, we have a course, it's, it's called Understanding Your Hormones and Managing Your Menopause. And we usually require a lengthy application for this, <laughs> but no, but, but you can join the course. Uh, it's, it's a beta course. So it's in exchange for feedback and a video testimonial, mm -hmm. but you can join this $500 course at absolutely no charge when you go to menopausemovement.com forward slash hormones, and you won't have to apply. Awesome. Well, that's, that's yeah. go to that link, ladies. I'll, I will put it in the show notes as well. Yay. But, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dr. G. It's been an absolute pleasure having you All on right. the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And we will see everyone next week. Thank you for tuning in to Rejuvenated Women, impeccable health for high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Each month, I'll select one lucky reviewer to receive a special impeccable health sample kit from me. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group for high-performing women who are ready to transform their health and lives called the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women. There, you'll have access to free trainings, a community of like-minded women from around the world, and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about. <laughs>